Today's episode of Everybody Hits is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we are here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Everybody Hits. I am Bo Wolf, joined today by Megan Montemuro, and we hope this uh, this episode finds you well and safe and uh, appropriately quarantined and socially distanced. Megan, how are you? I'm good. How about you? Not too bad. What's the uh, What's the best thing that you have uh, cooked or made since uh, since we last spoke? Uh, I made some really good chicken meatballs that were pretty good. Okay. Um, nice. I like that. Yeah, something a little different and kind of somewhat healthy. So, uh, yeah, those are pretty good. A little. It took a little okay. bit of time to make them, so it it made for a good you know downtime option for dinner. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's like and like baking is a good, is good for that just in terms of a of right. like a time spent to uh like calories consumed ratio. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. We, we ordered some, you know how you can like you can order food from Reading Terminal right now, mm-hmm. uh like as as delivery, and we ordered some uh, ribs which I have never made for Casey, and like out of nowhere it, he it, he ate more of the ribs than like of anything I've ever seen him eat. It was like. Uh, this 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 uh, one meat for whatever reason was one that really uh, really hit him where it where it felt good so that that worked out well expensive taste uh, yeah I guess so <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll take it uh, you know, yeah better than uh, a bunch of pouches all day long so <laughs> true uh, we will talk about uh, the the possibility however far fetched it is of uh, this grand experiment in Arizona uh, for baseball and then maybe some of the other uh, hidden baseball only upsides and downsides for uh, for the Phillies in terms of what some of the uh, possibilities are out there but uh, why don't you you start Megan and uh, tell us a little bit about what we know about this uh, this proposal that comes off the urging of the federal government yeah, I mean, basically, in summary, the idea would be that you quarantine all players and staff in Arizona um, and basically use Chase Field and the surrounding um, ballparks that, you know, teams use for their high levels for spring training and, you know, any college parks around the Phoenix, Arizona area and basically start playing the season out there and the idea would be potentially a may return date which considering we're week in april seems kind of no way right um (laughs) right um and you know they you know even even if you're thinking june i mean that still feels so long from now and it feels like so many things could happen between then but you know, just the logistics to pull off something like this. I mean, you basically would be having to have players, you know, be away from kids and families and, you know, for four months about, maybe longer, um, depending on how the season goes. I mean, I know you, you, you'll get some guys, you know, who either, you know, don't really have kids or anything and just want to play to be all on board with this. But, you know, a lot of players have babies over the course of the season, 
Um, I know Zach Wheeler talked to our colleague Andy McCullough for the story on you know how players are reacting to this, and his wife is due with their first child in July, and he was basically like, yeah, it is not appealing to right. <laughs> the idea of being quarantined and like, what are you supposed to do? Um, so I have a hard time believing that, that this would happen. It feels like one of those things where, okay, let's take the craziest, like most extreme idea we can come up with, throw it out there and see what the reaction is and then adjust from there. It seems like totally naive, right? Because it's not even just like, what are the odds of getting everybody on board? But it's not it's not like it's just the players. Like those those stadiums have to be staffed. The uh the hotels where they would presumably be quarantined have to be staffed. Like uh it's it's not just like just getting the, the baseball players all in, in a bubble. The the bubble is much bigger than that. And uh then we're not even we're not even getting to the idea of uh playing the season entirely in the uh the desert of summer in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the idea would be play multiple games a day at Chase Field and then play only night games at the other ballparks. But having been to Arizona in, like, even in August, like, 3 p.m. is disgusting out. And that would be a time where guys are at the field getting ready pregame. And that's August. So it's only going to be worse in, say, June, July, as, you know, as the summer really starts to kick in. So, yeah, I mean, you're dealing with a lot of uh, fatigue probably related stuff who knows what the impact would be on terms of like injuries when you're dealing with that kind of weather and temperature. Um, and I mean, you still have the issue, like, you know, they talk about how instead of guys being in the dugout, they'd be in the stands, like with social distancing among them. Yeah, but it's like pitchers literally lick their hand, like <laughs> in between every pitch, almost like, you're not you're not gonna be able to get rid of that equation. You know, everybody's t- touching the same ball. So I mean, I understand in theory all of that, but like, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you get around some of those things. And so it it just seems super extreme. It's it, it, I think it's also impossible to predict. You know what the situation would be in Arizona by then. Um, right. It's not like infection rates or whatever um, all happen equally in every state. So. Yeah, I don't know. And that's a lot of people to converge on one area. Um, when you just think of how many, you know, if you figure a 26-player staff, you probably might get a few more players to start the season. So if you estimate 30 players for 30 teams plus coaching staff and relevant staff like medical trainers and all that, like that is a big traveling party for every team. And so – yeah, it, it seems pretty crazy to me. I don't really see how it's feasible. And while you're probably going to have, as the as it goes on, if, if this delay lingers, you're going to have guys who want to get paid eventually. But right now, I mean, that seems so, this setup seems so extreme that mm-hmm. it, I, I don't really see how it would be feasible. I also like the idea that, like, logistically, you could, they could just ramp up and play in, in May or June and not right. have to have, like, another full, uh, spring training like these right. these guys are not playing baseball right now they can't just go mm-hmm. go start the season um so i mean listen i would love more than anything to be able to watch some baseball that sounds fantastic but uh i would say that it sounds like you're on a similar uh a similar idea of mine and that you you haven't really spent a lot of time preparing for this possibility <laughs> No, I have not started figuring out, like, <laughs> oh, where would you live for four months in Arizona? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, and, and I think, too, like, I think a hard part is, you know, pitchers especially, 
you know, with no defined date, it's hard for them to ramp up properly when you don't know when the season mm-hmm. is going to start. So that's part of the issue, too. Like, you're probably going to need at this rate at least a solid three weeks for guys to, for pitchers especially, to get back to where they need to be. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's still a very moving target. And I know baseball would love to be like the first team to come back um, and really kick, kick off sports returning. Um, but that, that, that idea just does not seem very feasible in my mind. I think that's, I think that's uh, sadly probably right. Uh, so let's, let's talk about for our, uh, a fig jam, just the, uh, the idea of let's, uh, let's put aside everything that's going on in the world and strictly from a baseball perspective, uh, vis-a-vis the other teams in the league from a competitive advantage standpoint, what are the things uh, both good and bad that uh, would happen for the Phillies if uh, if it is that this season is you know entirely truncated or uh, washed away altogether. And uh, you wrote about this in the uh, the Sir Anthony Dominguez story uh, that you had recently, which is you know he was supposed to get a, a second opinion on his Tommy John. He can't do that, so they're just in a, in a, in a holding pattern uh, with him. So it's likely that not only will this year be wiped out for him, but but probably all of next year, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that definitely is a negative. I'll start with the positives because there aren't as many. <laughs> but okay. um, I would say the, I would say the big thing, you know, whenever opening day is under the assumption there is an opening day at some point, is they'll be getting back McCutcheon. He should be ready now for whenever that happens, since you know he was figured to. To probably return at some point in April. Um, same with Tommy Hunter and Victor Arano. So sh- you should have those two guys back if you're the Phillies. So that's certainly a plus. Um, you know, they definitely are, are a more dynamic lineup in offense when you have Andrew McCutcheon uh, leading off and playing in left field. So that would certainly be a boost for them. And then, you know, on the flip side, as you mentioned, Dominguez, because he wasn't able to get his second opinion on his arm before the Dominican Republic um, basically closed its borders. And, you know, he and the team ultimately decided he needed to go home and be with his family. So he won't be able to get his arm looked at again by an outside doctor um, until he's able to come back to the U.S. So, you know, assuming that that is weeks or months, I mean, you're getting to the point even now where, you know, Tommy John can be a 12 to 15 month recovery. So, you know, it's very much looking like he could be out of all, all of next season as well, which is certainly a devastating blow for him and the Phillies because, you know, what we got to see of him uh, in spring training and in game action. I mean, you know, the day before he felt uh, the soreness um, and the issue in his arm, I mean, he, he looked lights out against the Blue Jays. So, um, that's, that's obviously pretty crushing for them. And I think for the Phillies, I mean, you look around the league and obviously for any team that's really in contending mode, this, this is not an ideal setup. You know, you think of the Yankees, the Astros, um, you know, the nationals are the defending champs, the Dodgers, um, you obviously don't want to lose a season or even have a shortened one, um, when you're expected to be a contender and, the Phillies are in win now mode. And so for them, you know, it would hurt to lose a full season of Bryce Harper in his prime of Aaron Nola in his prime. You know, you just signed Zach Wheeler who is still young enough to, to be in his prime years. And so, you know, that would be a blow. Even if, even if they do, you know, have some, some sort of shortened schedule, you're, you're still not getting a full year out of those guys. So 
I definitely think if you're the Phillies, it'll be purely from a baseball perspective, disappointing on that end that, you know, you're, you're losing out on those good years. It is. I mean, uh, we're doing this podcast, but it is silly to talk about it just from a purely baseball perspective, (laughs) like uh, thinking like, oh, like this, this could be good news if they can get Victor Arano back. But uh, I mean, the flip side is that teams who are not in a contending position, who are like trying to rebuild, that's a year of of wasted development for their young players. Mm So uh, it's not like, you know, I mean, obviously every team would be hurt by this. Uh, So. Uh, it's I, I guess the um, the balances are are interesting. I think the one thing that is that is really bad for the Phillies from a purely baseball perspective is if the season gets wiped out and it does end up that everybody gets that accrued year of service, the JT Real Muto uh, contract situation is is something that could that could really come back to bite them. Yeah, I mean every week that passes, he moves a, a week closer to being a free agent and. You know, obviously that's a little bit of bad luck for the Phillies. Um, you know, they've been pretty clear since the start of the offseason that re-signing signing him to an extension would be a priority, and, and it became clear that that would become a priority once the arbitration situation was settled. Um, and anytime you're dealing with this kind of contract, you know, there are definitely – it definitely requires time to close the distance between what the two sides are looking for. And so they, you know, hadn't gotten to that point where they had reached a deal. And because of the transaction freeze that the league and union agreed to, that also means that contract extension talks cannot happen. Um, And so basically the Phillies are just kind of in limbo waiting to see once that freeze ends, which would probably happen um, heading into whatever the new revamped spring training would be um, before the new opening day. So for them, I mean, you're you're losing time. Uh, and if you're real Muto in his camp, you're thinking, okay, we're closer to having, you know, 29 more bidders for our service in theory. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if if the season does happen, if they're able to to close the gap and the Phillies might have to, you know, maybe pay a little bit more of a premium to prevent him from going uh, to the market and and keep him in a, in a Phillies uniform. So it'll be interesting. You know, before camp uh, broke prematurely, uh, at that point, Real Muto and his camp had not uh, put a talks. So I think I'm pretty optimistic that something could be still reached between them, but it will definitely be a major storyline uh, once baseball starts up again. Well, and it's it's so difficult. Even so, say even if the season does start somehow, to have those contract discussions uh, without knowing at all like what the the landscape of the market is going to look like in the winter, uh, I would imagine mm-hmm. is going to be pretty difficult. Well, and the other thing is too is uh, you yeah. know maybe teams, as I say, maybe other teams don't have don't know how much money they're going to have in the off season. If you have decreased revenue, maybe that means right. Um, teams are going to be spending less on player contracts in the off season. So there are definitely a lot of factors that would play into it. And if you're the Phillies and you know, you're backed by John Middleton, who has clear, made clear that he really <laughs> likes JT. You have your best player in Bryce Harper proclaiming how much he loves JT. And um, so there's definitely motivation on the Philly side to get things done. And, and maybe, maybe real Muto and, and his agents will, will maybe see, Hey, you know, maybe this isn't the best time to, to test out the market and, and maybe they can find common ground. 
Uh, and then other upsides, I guess, if the season is wiped out, we don't have to see the new Philly Fanatic for a long time. <laughs> uh, yes, that is a... See, look at you, finding all the positives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> y- yes, uh, I guess you'd get a break from that, too. Although, I mean, in theory, you might see the Fanatic around town at different yeah, that's events. But... Well, as long yeah. as he's I mean, not I guess there won't be many doorstep, events. I don't have to see him, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're okay with that, unless uh, unless you have connections or, or someone wants to prank you. So how are you getting your how are you getting your baseball fix these days, if at all? Uh, well, so I've been um, participating. I don't know if you have heard of it, um, but it's called uh, Outside the Park. Outside oh, of the I, Park, I, which is I like was, a... I was considering throwing my name into the ring here. I want to hear how this is going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I'm representing the Phillies as both general manager and manager, and so we uh, we just sim through the first week, and Phillies are off to a little bit of a rough start. They're two and five to start the year. We gotta dive into this. Yeah, give us the full. We, yeah, we gotta, we gotta dive in here. Well, tell us what's going on. Uh, Hector Neris is hurt for two weeks with wrist soreness, so that's <laughs> okay. not ideal. Uh, and also, I've been so given my. So what's your plan at the back of the bullpen? Yeah, well, I might have to trade some starting pitching for relief help. I Ooh, think that's the okay. direction I'm going to go. Um, but I also have, like, season goals that I was given to from Middleton, which includes uh, signing Real Muto to an extension, and it includes upgrading center field, as well as acquiring a Cy Young starting pitcher. So <laughs> I have some uh, – <laughs> I have some uh, – lofty goals I, I'm supposed to beat, as well as the expectations I make the playoffs. So not a great first week on that front, but there's still plenty of time <laughs> to go. And this is all going to be documented on The Athletic, right? You are uh, every, There is a writer who is in charge of every team, and this is this is out-of-the-park baseball for uh, for the people who, who wouldn't know. Right. Yeah, so I think they're, I think one of the fantasy writers might be writing something weekly, I think, on like – the key developments of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to figure out like on my end, what the best way to do it would be like either write something at the end and be like, Hey, <laughs> this is how the season played out. Oh, or you gotta let us know what, how you things know, are going. Yeah. Right. Or like, or like maybe like every two weeks, write Like some sort of diary and, you know, outline all my decisions and you can go in the comments and rip my decisions. Um, <laughs> And, uh, so what what level of uh, of sympathy is this is this exercise through one week so far giving you for uh, for both a general manager and a manager? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely have sympathy, especially from the general manager perspective. If these are the goals that you're given every year, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not like the Phillies necessarily have a stacked farm system that you know go right. get go get a Cy Young winner plus upgrade center field. So. We might have to get creative. We might have to part ways with one of the two top prospects to, to make that happen. Or mm. I need to outsmart one of our our colleagues and and try and swindle them. <laughs> or like bribe them. Yeah, or bribe them. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm great at bribery, so I might have okay. to just try and <laughs> try and, you know, tell them that some of these guys are are uh better than maybe they actually are i don't know i haven't gotten that far yet but oh we'll yeah see. nick you the upside on nick pavetta you gotta right. you gotta take a swing here this is exactly he's, really gonna he, help he's yeah right yeah you just pitch some like change of scenery kind of guys and be like the hey peripherals of course right 
Yes, he just needs a fresh start elsewhere, and then, you know, you'll have a dominant player. Mm, that's pretty So good. we'll see how that goes. We're not off to a great start, though. you got to let us know. So who's your who's your closer right now? Um, Right now, I think – right now, I, I haven't made the adjustments. We just finished okay. simming the first week last night. Um, I think I might – I might put Victor Arano in that spot and let him. Oh, he's back and healthy. Let him now see we're how talking. he does. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's he's back to healthy. I still have like McCutcheon is still on the the IL. Tommy Hunter is still on the IL. Arano though, because he was basically going to be ready right at like opening okay. day, he was he was available. So. Well, yeah, I don't want to. Wi- we'll I don't want to wish wish your team ill, but I do hope that just uh, storyline wise, Tommy Hunter stays on the IL the whole year. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, it is it is kind of realistic in the sense that um Jay Bruce missed a few days with a with uh, a a short a sore uh throwing shoulder, which is okay. kind of like in line with with his ailment last year and he hadn't really been throwing much in spring cuz he was working back from that too. So, we'll see. We'll see how much this mimics uh real life. And you're going to have to you're going to have to schedule in Zach Wheeler's paternity leave. Yeah, if I mean, if I want to be really accurate, we'll we'll see. We'll just we'll just we'll just build the rotation so the three days he misses, it won't be his turn to start anyway. There you go. That's pretty good. I like that loophole. Uh, all right. Well, any other uh, any other thoughts you'd like to get off your chest? Um. Well, because we've been putting together, you know, um, supporting local businesses. Um, oh yeah. You know, I just want to give a shout out. You know that hopefully as best as we can we're supporting supporting businesses around us i know when i can i try and you know get some takeout or coffee from a place nearby um and try and help them out as as best as possible and under you know understand that that they're going through tough times too so um definitely try and and help you know your favorite businesses as best you can right now tip well tip tip like yes a crazy amount for the people who are who are uh putting their their own health at risk for uh yep. for our sustenance right uh all right well megan i hope uh i hope this gave you a good distraction for a half an hour and uh and you you, you stay safe and well thanks you too uh i'll i'll make sure to keep you in the loop how uh how team I mean, Megan I'll is, accept, is I'll in you, you wouldn't even have to do a podcast you can just text me <laughs> what the updates are i'm i'm in <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how my dealings for Cy Young uh, pitcher go. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to. Well, make it make it a two for one. You know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that pans right. out. Uh, okay. Well, this has been uh, everybody hits. We'll be back at some point next week for Megan and for Matt. I'm Bo, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>